back, Ram fans. This is Rams Up, your favorite L.A. Rams podcast. We are proud members of the Fans First Sports Network. That's fansfirstsports.com. You can also follow us on YouTube. Our channel is at L.A. Rams Up. I'm your host, Mark. You'll hear from my co-host, Tom, on occasion as well. Hey, we're not Rams insiders. We're just longtime fans who love talking about our Los Angeles Rams. Let's get to it. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 287 of Rams Up. Pretty lazy, uneventful day on the Rams front. Carson Wentz did sign his contract. Other than that, not much going on. We're going to get right into the second part of our roundtable. Paul, Ian, and Tom continuing their discussion talking mostly about the defense and then kind of wrapping things up where this roster might be headed for the 2024 season. Let's get right into it. Pick it up where they left off the day before. If we move on to the uh, defensive side of the ball, let's start on the defensive line. So we have Aaron Donald back, you know, obviously best defensive lineman in the league. And so good there. Uh, I mean, what do you guys think of Kobe Turner? Do you guys, are you guys happy with him as a starting defensive lineman? Um, I mean, and then, and then of course, uh, there's, um, uh, we have Brown, who else is in there? Jonah Williams, Murchison, Copeland, uh, Bobby Brown's on the injured list right now, but, but essentially right now the starting three, uh, you know, are Donald Turner and Brown with Williams and then Murchison, Copeland, Ernest Brown, like, Murchison and Copeland are both free agents. So let's just go with the top four. Donald Turner, Bobby Brown, and Jonah Williams. What are your guys' thoughts on that four going into next year for defensive line? Go ahead, Paul. Yeah, I like Turner. I like the way he plays. I like Jonah Williams. Um, you know, just a quiet, blue-collar, lunch-pail D-lineman. That's, those are the kind of guys you need. Uh, Murchison made a huge play in that Green Bay game, right? So Murchison doesn't get a lot of burn, but, you know, you see, you know, you call his name when he's out there every now and then. So, but I do like Kobe Turner. I think it was a solid pick. Um, he's shown that he can hang in there against the run. I think that was the only question. It got really, really uh, great quickness. He's got more pass rescissal than people realize. I think he's already got two sacks. Um so I think he's a solid pick. He's a solid player. I think the Rams just have to get better on that rotation next to Donald. You know, I think I said it before. Ram Nation knows I've said it more than once. I did where the, the Rams' biggest failure is in the inability to have brought in or developed a second stupid uh, a second superstar to put next to Donald. Because we would have been talking probably you know another title if they had. But they haven't been able to do that, and I think it's just – you just see it. The, the game plan by the other team, it's just – it's frustrating to watch. The, there was this one uh, uh, play against Green Bay, the ISO'd Donald. He was triple teamed. The dude was triple teamed and still made a tackle. So can you imagine if you were able to alleviate some of that? So um, I like Turner. I like Jonah Williams. I think it's part of a rotation. Jonah Williams is definitely a rotational player. I have to say, I think it's time to end the Bobby Brown experiment. Listen, he I think two years is enough. When a player is showing you that they can't deliver, you gotta believe him. You gotta believe you gotta believe him 
when they're telling you they can't get it done. The bottom line is you can't get it done. And listen, we saw the impact that we had when we had a solid run stopper in there, right? Made a big, big difference on this defense. Really did. Made a big difference on this on this defense. I mean, so I think Paul, Greg Gaines, and Ashawn Robinson were really, oh, really good defensive tackles. Like Ashawn and Gaines, what he brought as that he came in, he played hard, and he also rushed the passer. Ian, people forget that Gaines oh, they yeah. brought him in to rush the passer sometimes. Oh, it was yeah. really impressive to watch. We were spoiled. So, um, I think another Ashawn type player would have a huge impact. Can you imagine Kobe Turner on one side? You got Aaron Donald on the other and a solid run stopper in the middle. And if we can develop, a, you know, Monster Zero starting to play play up a little bit on that backside, you're starting to get the makings of a little bit, you know, of a firehouse, you know, defense. So um, I do like those players. I think Murchison, I mean, when you start to take a look at role players, this is what we talk about. Guys, we're only going to play a couple of snaps, but when they're out there, they're not a liability. That's the bottom line. Don't be a liability. Make something happen when you're out there. Everything I've seen from Murchison is that when he's out there, he will make something happen. I but their glaring weakness is lack of size. I was right? just going to say it's it's incredibly noticeable on film and they get moved around, man. It's not good. So, can we agree then that we go with we're we're good with Donald and Turner and we need to get that beefy Ashan type guy um, for those first downs and rundowns to uh, uh, to put in there on those and those scenarios. So that's good. Then, but, but we like yeah. Jonah, Jonah Williams, a guy like Murchison in, in, in a backup role, and um, so good. All right, we got a good uh, shopping list cooking here for uh, for the off season, guys. We'll yeah. we'll make sure and send this into uh, into the Rams. Yeah, but real quick, Tom, on the on the point of D lineman, I just think I like what Kobe has done. This is the top of my head, but it's just he just gets moved to he's just get he's just not big enough. He gets moved in run in run game situation or run stoppage situation. So, like the other positions where I said I'm I'm cool with it. He's obviously a young player. It's time to improve. But if there is other options to sign and or draft, I'm all for it because he hasn't been consistent enough. He's improving, but it just it's not good enough right now. It's not. They need a Michael Brockers type that length. That length on the D line is something also that they do not have. You know, yeah. that player that's six five with the long arms, you know, can push the pocket back, put the hands up, and then you get some passes deflected. Those lead to turnovers. That's how you do it, right? You don't necessarily have to get the sack, but you have to disrupt the vision of the quarterback, get in those passing lanes. So a little bit of length on the D line would definitely help the Rams. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh so moving into the edge position. Right, we got Byron Young, who uh, I think we can agree was a big, a big, uh, a big win with a third round pick. He's going to be there for a while, excuse me, for a while. And I think we can also equally agree that Michael Hoyt has done as about as as well as a converted D, uh, UDFA lead lineman can do. Yeah, but right. he's just, but he's just not, uh, he's just not the answer. And so. Uh, a couple other guys that are, you know, I, there's a lot of unknowns at this position. Hardy, Hampton, Mathis, haven't really seen any of those guys. They're still sitting out there. Uh, hopefully they get some play time. I really would love to see if some of those guys can play. Um, and then Valkenberg is, uh, 
is somebody that you know has done a, a decent job in a, in a backup role. But essentially, we have one starting edge, and we need another starting edge. Yeah, clearly, and uh, um, uh, same thing with Byron, and or excuse me, same thing with Byron that I was speaking on with Kobe. He's improving, and I think he's playing better than Kobe Turner. Clearly, but he's trending upward. Every game, he's getting a little bit better. But he gets moved in the run game occasionally. And again, I don't expect all these players to be perfect, everybody listening, okay, <laughs> gentlemen. That's, that's, football is an imperfect game, but it's like, can you be as perfect as possible, which will lead to wins, how you play. So he's getting better. i liking what I'm seeing. He'll continue to get his body acclimated stronger, faster. He's only going to improve, which is good. Good third-round pick on Byron, but... I think his major, major issue is he loses containment on the outside a ton. A lot. And all our edge defenders lose it. A ton. Think about all the major third and longs that quarterbacks have scrambled away or third downs in general. Think about all the the third and longs where quarterbacks have scrambled and then thrown a pass completed. It happened a bunch in this last Packer game, and it's happened a bunch this whole season. So could we draft another edge to help that out? to close the pocket on quarterbacks, you know, faster. Do we sign somebody, which I think the free agent class is pretty stacked. If I remember, I know Brian Burns, Chase Young, no more Montez Sweat. He signed uh, with the Bears or signed another contract, but there's some other guys. So I think this team is going to go really heavy on edge. I think they're going to draft, and I think we're going to pursue somebody with big cash to help Aaron Donald in his final years. So I hope Byron keeps improving. He's been improving. I've been pleasantly surprised. I didn't really have big expectations. I know he was drafting third, so you say, hey, those guys should be high-impact players. But, you know, we, we've seen Terrell Lewis. That didn't work out. We've seen other guys in the past in recent memory. So I'm happy with him. Everyone else, you know, we're <laughs> Michael Hoyt's a D lineman, for, for God's sakes. Other our other folks in the rotation, they're just, they're just not full-time NFL guys. So we need people. We need people, but I do fully expect draft capital to be spent on it again, which I hope. And I fully expect for us to go all in on a Brian Burns-esque player to really solidify, like, hey, this is our game-changing edge defender, run and pass. So we'll see. But though that's my evaluation. I feel good about Byron. Everyone else, we, we need more reinforcements. Please, please, uh, let's need a Tony Pastores. Figure out the money and the draft capital. <laughs> Yeah, Monster Zero is definitely uh, a solid player. Uh, Hoyt, would I think, would be better used as a rotational player as opposed yeah. to having to play that many. And that's what happens during the game. He'll he'll start out great, and then you just see as the game progresses, he becomes more and more of an issue. Yeah, that, you know, and that, you know, the um, contained discipline across the board, you know, you, you got young guys out there, people out there in roles that they're not used to, and that's what happens, right? But, um yeah, I, I agree. If you think about it, when the Rams were rock solid, who do we have? Vaughn Miller and Leonard Floyd. Let's talk about that again. Let me say that again. Vaughn Miller and Leonard Floyd. That's a huge drop off, right? Am I wrong? And they're Ian? killing it, and they're killing it now. Teamed up again in Buffalo. What a shock! I think Leonard has like almost ten sacks or something. Yeah, it's just I like, mean, ah. you know, well, you know. So, I mean, that, that's the thing. You know, listen, you know the old saying, right? X and O's, they only go so far. It's about the Jims and the Joes. You got to put the bodies out there, guys that can play, right? You can only scheme it up so long, and eventually you're going to get exposed. But um, 
Ernest Jones is, you know, inside linebacker. He's a winner. You got a monster zero on one side. So you, there's your half of your linebacker crew taken care of right there. Boom. There you go. Done. Now you got to fix the other side. You got a one side rotational player, bring in another rotational player. All good. Full-time starter. So that's all you have to do it. It's that simple, simple math, but you can't keep trying to do it with smoke and mirrors. It's not going to work. It just You can if you want to be like Dave Roberts and talk about winning a division series and get blown out of the playoffs every year. Yeah, that's what will happen. When you go up <laughs> against teams that are stacked, that's what's going to happen. Paul, are, are you okay, man? Are, are, no, have, those yeah. scars, have those scars fully those healed? Those scars will never uh, heal. I know. <laughs> to watch the Diamondbacks go out there, and I'm like, are you kidding me, dude? I know. But but that but but it is actually I think a fair analysis, you know, that there's a difference when you what your target is. If you're gonna talk about let's try to be a five hundred team, well, make then you got the roster for it. You want to talk about being a Super Bowl team, then let's sit down and take a look at this roster. You got some major areas to fill. But like I said, the good news is Ram Nation, you got a half of a linebacker squad that's ready to rock and roll. You got Monster Zero and Ernest Jones. And, and real quick on that point, let's let's time travel to the disaster season, everybody. I know, I know, it's no fun. But we at this halfway point ish, we were gonna, we were willing to send two first rounders for Brian Burns. So this team knows that edge is a serious, serious need and a game changer. So that's good news. Really great news. This team is aware. Got one half figured out, kind of. Can we get the other? So I think, uh, like I said earlier, they're going to go heavy, I think, in the free agency pool or trade. I think they are they know it. And, oh, please give us Brian Burns. That would be great. Yeah, think def- yeah, go ahead, Paul. Think how much draft capital they're going to save now if they just throw money at this problem and make a good decision and get a good oh, Again, gentlemen, th- I mean, we were all in on McCaffrey. We were all yeah. in on Burns. I mean, right. good thing that those transactions didn't come through. Right. Let's in hindsight. That, thank you, Carolina, for not accepting a great offer for your win li- or one win team, <laughs> you know, for both those players. Right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I, and I think with middle linebacker real quick on that on that topic. Yeah, we need to we need to address that. Roseboom, I think, has done an admiral job, but he's not consistent. either. He gets moved in the run game. Troy Reader, you know, we've done that experience. He was good enough, you know, to be a decent okay player in the super one but we had other great players clearly in the other spots in the whole defense but yeah the two the other two linebacker spots outside and inside need to be addressed but i'm happy with byron so far and obviously Ernest jones is a pro bowl level player yeah that that second inside linebacker position uh next to Ernest jones roseboom hasn't been called out much i mean he seems to be doing a good job and and when they only had one linebacker on the field uh, yeah this last this week um he was the, the film guy doesn't, yeah the film doesn't lie roseboom's done a solid job he's done a solid job and so that's a good you know they've never invested heavily in that in the linebackers position especially the second linebacker position and so yeah i would love to see roseboom um he, he'll be back next year I'd love to see him continue to play there next ernest jones uh, i would like to see hummel play a little bit he did pretty well in the preseason but you know we'll see um, he's kind of a special teams guy, but you know, the inside linebacker room I'm okay with. Obviously, we agree that you know Byron Young is is a future at one edge. Um, he's continuing to progress. Uh, got a couple of uh, spot backup guys with Hoyt uh, and Balkenberg. We don't know about Hardy, Hampton, Mathis. Um, hopefully they can get some run to, to get some all, all that late round draft pick guys. 
hopefully we can get some run to see where we're there at and then um and then we need that one stud edge on the other side so so good stuff at the linebacker so moving on now to the cornerback room right so what we found out was that kobe durant can play cornerback and we found out that darian kendrick cannot and uh <laughs> and hopefully continues to progress gets his gets his you know personal life and some decisions in order um stops making these bonehead mistakes out off the field uh duke shelley you know looks okay in a backup role right he's not going to be a a starting lockdown corner in the league but uh he can be on the you know in a, in a depth position um and uh and so that's all we got guys i mean that's just essentially oh Kella weatherspoon i'm sorry um signed free agent uh like, yeah he, don't forget yeah, that guy yeah no 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 Akello Weatherspoon right but the, yeah in terms of the young guys but Akello coming in he's our you know he's definitely a, a lockdown and I do not believe he's a free agent next year I, I may be wrong on that but uh it was a vet think, minimum contract I, think, I believe Tom yeah I think he's coming back I think they signed him for two years I'm not sure was but uh we'll see I have to I'll have to go back and look but uh yeah but essentially where we're at so if Shelley and Kendrick are, are depth at best, um, Durant is a solid slot corner. Witherspoon can play one of the edges. There's a glaring, glaring need for another stud cornerback um, opposite of Witherspoon. And that, that's what do you guys just take on the cornerback room, Paul? So Packers. Uh, the same way we talked about the linebackers is the same way I'll talk about the secondary. So let's take a look at the the spots, right? I'll even extend to safety a little bit if you don't mind, Tom. Right? Is so let's take a look. Starters: Jordan Fuller. Can he start in the NFL? Yeah, not a problem. So theoretically, there goes your strong safety. You're good, Jordan Fuller. Right? We got one uh, offside corner with Witherspoon. We're good. We got a slot, Kobe Durant. We're good. So what's missing? There you go. That's exactly what's missing. We need that one rock-solid corner that's going to take on the other teams or or be, or be just even in this scheme be able to control one side of the field, and I think that's important. So that's hole number one. I like Quentin Lake. The question is going to be how do you get Lake and Fuller on the field at the same time because they're very similar type players in the sense that they – the closer to the line of scrimmage they are, the better they play, right? That's, right. They're, yep. they're, that's the you know that's the issue. It's, it's not that they're not great players in their own right; it's that they play a similar type of game, which is why I would love. We were talking about Roseboom, is I would like to see the Rams play big nickel a lot more, where instead, because you know what's coming uh, when we talk about trends, we've all been watching the draft. What type of player has been coming out of the draft like by the boatloads? These hybrid safety linebacker types. Mm -hmm. 10, 15 at a shot. Every draft, they, they wind up on a couple of teams. A couple of teams use them right, and we wind up noticing them, and they play really well. I think that's what the Rams have to do. I think if you get Fuller and Lake out there at the same time, that's going to bring a really nice dimension, not just to the pass defense, but to the run defense. So that's just one thing I want to start off with saying. I like both those players. I think they got, they lucked out when they got late. I think this kid's going to be a good player. He's going to be a. So really what about 
what about Russ Yeast, uh, Ian? What's your thought on Russ Yeast? Can, is he a starter in the NFL? I think he is, but he's inconsistent as well. There's a lot of gr- there's a lot of great moments from him. I'm like, wow, what a great play on the ball! What a great what great maneuvering and coverage, getting your hips turned and, right. and seeing the field. But there's times like this last game, he just lost track of the ball. He loses track of the ball sometimes, but there's other times he's really on it. So he's a young player. It's his first full year starting. He got some playing time you know, in the disaster season of 2022. But I think overall in the secondary front end and or, you know, corner in, in the safety group, got to keep drafting or sign people. It's we're we're in this boat, everybody, where this team overall talent wise just isn't there. It's not good enough to overcome bad bad play calling on offense. It's not good enough for a bad schematic on defense. So we need better players. That's just that's just the reality. Like Paul said, it's not about it's not about how good coaching staff or how good uh, you can draw things up on the chalkboard. It's like who's out there in between the lines and i think could russ be better i think so i think it's in him but if we were to sign somebody to replace him i wouldn't be mad about it (laughs) if we were to spend good draft capital on somebody who is equal or better i wouldn't be mad about it and same thing with jordan jordan fuller has been had good moments but he's inconsistent as well same thing with kobe i think kobe durant based on film was better on the outside and the inside not that he can't play in the inside but I think he's just more comfortable. I think there's less pressure on him playing on the outside, less responsibility. So I think overall as a group, it's not bad. They've had good moments. And I think Akel has been top 10 corner. His film doesn't lie. He's played really well. But overall as a group, who knows if Fuller will be resigned. You know, Quinn Link, I think, plays really good in the dime linebacker spot, playing to that close line of scrimmage. But overall as up top safety, I think he is okay. But okay is not good enough. You'll get shredded. So I think overall we need to spend draft capital and I think we need to sign people or have a chance to sign people or be willing to sign somebody or multiple players. So Paul, you omitted uh you omitted yeast from your conversation completely. What's your take on yeast? Well, I think yeast is a win-win scenario. I'll tell you why. So does he turn out to be Nick Scott and he can handle that that deep center field? If he does, there awesome. you go. There you go. That's a win, right? If he if he can't you're telling me he wouldn't be a great backup safety? I think he would. So it's a yeah, win-win yeah. scenario with this young kid, right? So that's but the bottom line is if there is a player out there, and look at Witherspoon. I think Witherspoon's a great example. How well did he fit this scheme? Right? So whereas somebody might say, great. well, you know, he's not a great corner. I, the argument is to be made that he's he, arguably not the greatest corner, but in this scheme which highlights what he does well, think about it. He's played really, really well. So there's no downside to that. But the idea is, and I think when you want to build a rock-solid team, you always have to have that element of competition. Never be satisfied. And how do you do that? By constantly injecting talent. Constantly injecting talent. When players are comfortable, their play declines. When players have to earn their spots, what happens? They rise to the occasion. They find levels. Nick Scott's a perfect example, right? Out of Penn State, what was he, seventh round? I mean, come on. He played great for us. 
So I think the Rams, the way they have to look at it is they need a safety that's going to handle that center field role. They have good, um, if you want to say, guys that can play um, in that intermediate range, play close to the LOS. They have that. They got to find that deep center fielder. And they have to find at least two corners. One, that's a legitimate starter that can play on an island. And number two, another starter because injuries happen. Once again, one injury and this secondary is going to be what? Shot to heck. Burnt you, you toast. Can't do that. It's not fair. To, it's not fair. It's not fair to these guys that are laying it out there every day. So I think there's a lot of positives there. But once again, it's like we looked at the linebacker crew. You got two or three major holes. And I agree with you. I think Shelly's going to be quality depth as long as he doesn't have to play a lot. He's a nice insurance policy. But you're looking at about two or three quality spots that have to be filled. Yeah, I, you know, the Rams almost never re-sign safeties and yeah. linebackers. I just think Fuller's gone. And so if we look at the secondary, we definitely I mean you're gonna need probably they don't they don't sign free agent safeties either. So it's gonna be a, a, a you know another drafted. We we Jason Taylor's still out there. He's been on the IR all year. You know, he he, had, he showed some promise in camp and, and so forth, but and then the other guy we haven't talked about is Trey Tomlinson, who hasn't gotten on the field yet, right? So if yeah. Kobe Durant can play outside corner, like you're saying, Ian, and Trey can play in that slot position, slot corner, then, you know, that that could be an interesting uh, yeah. scenario as well. Yeah, but, so. and I, and to the Trey Tomlinson point, I think he's better on the outside as well. <laughs> you know, can he play Can he play the inside? Sure. But at his, a lot of his great yeah. moments in yeah, camp and preseason outside. at TCU was him on the outside. Yeah. So, can can he convert to it? Can he do it? I think he could, just like I think Kobe could do it. But there's just more responsibility. There's more pressure. There's more to be aware of. So we'll see. I mean, unfortunately, the coaching staff doesn't trust him enough to put him out there. Right? Let's just keep it real. Mm-hmm. He's getting he's getting more of a bench role because of whatever's happening in practice, or he doesn't understand fully or is not confident enough in the film study i mean there's there's multiple layers could be one could be the other could be a combination of both to a degree uh but i would like to see him play why, why not the season's 10 percent chance of making the playoffs what is there to lose right so we'll, we'll see but I, like I said earlier i think we we'll just keep happening and keep pursuing possible players to sign i, I think upgrades are needed because it's just not consistent enough that's the nfl for you be consistent no one will get no one will be there to replace you yeah and so yeah to summarize that position group uh definitely we need a, a stud corner opposite witherspoon uh, we need another safety uh for sure uh, a, a good solid starting safety to replace fuller who almost surely won't be back uh, and then we got yeast and lake in there we got durant witherspoon Shelly in the backup role. Kendrick can probably play backup if he needed to. Um, and so, and then we got Tomlinson out there who we haven't seen. Jason Taylor, who's still hanging around on IR. So, uh, but yeah, it looks like two solid signings in the in the uh, defensive back group. Um, just real quickly to touch on the special teams. Uh, we have Lucas uh, Haversick, who we just still probably still trying out um, as a, at a kick at the kicker role. Uh, you know, had a couple good kicks, a couple bad kicks. Ethan Evans, though, 
seems to be locked in as a punter. He's playing really well. And oh, yeah. um, yeah, that's a, that's a really good, uh, a good pick there. So, uh, and then um, what do you guys think of uh trammel in the return game? I'm kind of, uh, he seems to be, I mean, if I compare it to when <clears throat> we couldn't even get a guy to catch the ball and we had to put Cooper cup back there, I feel like he's making good decisions. Um, he's good enough to pick up 10 yards when there is some space. He's, uh, he knows when to return, when not to. I feel like he's doing a good job. What are your thoughts, uh, Ian? Yeah, I mean, you know, for a guy who's been teeter-tottering for a majority of his career on and off the official roster, I mean, what more could you ask for, you know? And there's no doubt an upgrade's needed because I don't think any team in look watching film on the special teams unit of the return game facing the Rams, no one's afraid of him returning kicks. Let's just be honest. I don't think there's any time I've watched where I was like, yeah, Trammell's going to break this thing. It's, this is not, I'm not trying to hate on him or anything, but like he's doing his job. He's getting the getting yards. He's not costing us. He's not making bad decisions, but there's an upgrade needed. You, there needs to be a fear instilled in the opposing team. When you kick off, you're like, man, if we don't do our job, this guy's going to, going to, screw us and he's gonna get a big chunk or score well brandon powell there was that fear for sure from opposing teams you know Tavon, despite what you know his on and off good game multiple games bad there was a fear when um i'm blanking on his name right now a uh, pharaoh cooper before he started the fumble issue there was a fear that he could return it on you there hasn't there's just not that with trammell but he's doing his job and that's cool, but we should need we should try other people out if they're trustworthy, or we should go out and acquire somebody or transition somebody with. Oh my God, we can't, let's get our ducks in a row. We're afraid of that guy returning on us. Type of player we need that guy. So gotcha. that's how I feel about that. But again, no hate on him. He's doing a solid job, but. There's never a moment I feel he's going to break it and score, you know. Paul, how do you feel about Trammell and and where we're at with the special teams crew? So I I think Trammell was one of the most underrated shortstops uh, in Detroit Tigers history. Oh, I'm sorry, you're talking about Trammell on our side. So, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel about Trammell. So yeah, I think it's you know, listen, uh, he's no Tony Horn. Right. But I think, you know, nope. listen, it's a great it's a great roster spot to play with. I don't understand why the Rams are acting like nobody wants this spot. Listen, it's a great roster spot to play with. You know, it's a, it's like the number six receiver in this dynamic offense, seven receiver in this dynamic offense. Right. A couple injuries, you get a shot, um, you know, use it wisely, man. Bring in a vet, man, a hungry vet that wanted that's a game breaker. Let them touch the ball. Listen, they're going to touch the ball a couple of times. Right. And it also motivates the defense. Think about if you're a defensive player, right? You're sweaty and everything. You're like, listen, I make this stop. I'm going to put it in the hands of our game breaker, right? And this kid might take it to the house. And that's what special teams really is. Special teams is that, you know, when we say third phase, you know what? That's that blindside blow to the head. That's what it really is, special teams. It can win games for you. And when you sleep on them, they can lose games for you, right? And when you don't pay them attention, that's what happens. And that's what the Rams have done. They really haven't paid a lot. They've nothing but lip service to their special teams. And and Ian, you're being very, very nice about it. No one is afraid of the Rams special teams. 
No one. <laughs> right? Whether it's their kicker or whether it's their punt. Now, I will say this. Evans, that, that kid can play. That's a solid punter, man. Yeah, that yes. dude, he drops it inside the 20. What he has done for the Rams' field position has not been talked about enough this year. He has gotten them out of some really bad spots, and he has put them in some really good spots, right? For a punter, that's what you want. You you can control field position with your punter. It's not a glamour yeah. position, I understand. But when you have a good, good consistent punter like that, and think about it. Look at that one decision against Pittsburgh, right? That cost Maher his job. That wasn't that wasn't a kick. Come on, that was a job you bring in Evans and he pins them inside the ten, right? Yeah. That's what should have happened. But that being said, I think Evans is a rock solid punter, but Trammell definitely not the answer, and they need to find a kicker, a legitimate kicker that we all can pronounce. <laughs> yeah, Haversick, uh we're, we're going to find out if he's got it or not. And again, this is just a situation the Rams have put themselves in because they just don't care about special teams. You know, yeah. this is where we're at. Yeah. Well, that's a we have quite the shopping list. I'm going to just do a quick summary of what we've learned. We've learned that in this year of the audition, uh, we learned that Brian Allen, Alaric Jackson, Joe Noteboom, Michael Hoyt are backups. We learned that Cam Akers, Van Jefferson are gone um, and weren't part of this offense. And we learned that uh, Zach Thomas, Logan Bress, and Darian Kendrick can't play. So that's not that. That's not that bad. We we there's really not that many guys on there that that you know a lot of heavy offensive line actually that we learned you know, can't really start in this league for us. But the good news is we learned that a lot of guys can play that we didn't know if they could play in this league, like without being a liability or even start um, before the season started. Byron, let's just count them. Byron Young, Kobe Durant, Ethan Evans, Puka Nakua, Quinton Lake, Rush Yee, Steve Avila, Tutu Atwell, Kyron Williams, and Kobe Turner. There's 10 guys that we discovered could be long-term players for this team, all on rookie contracts. That's pretty good. It is good. That's a really positive, because that, you know, anyone who's heard me on this podcast and my tweets and everything else, know that's been my sentiment the whole season, that this was a big tryout year, not a lot of free agent spending, $78 million in dead cap, mostly across three players, by the way. And uh, in uh, Allen Robinson, Jalen Rob- Jalen Ramsey, and Leonard Floyd, all $20 million each. Um, Bobby Wagner, tack on another $7.5 million. So, um, so we've got 10 players that we're confident in, a few players that we thought might be okay, like Kendrick or Brush that can't play. And got rid of a few guys we thought were starters in Acres and Jefferson, and then a few offensive linemen that are backup instead of starters. Okay, that's where we're at. And so, what does our shopping list look like, right? So we got we're going to free up almost all of that seventy-eight million next year. Think about seventy-eight million in dead cap for a second, as Ian says, gentlemen, think about that. <laughs> seventy-eight million dollars. That's 
almost eight positions where you could spend $10 million. You know how far $10 million? You know how many Ram, you know how many players on the Rams met or have a $10 million cap hit this year? Aaron Moore or 10 or more? Aaron Donald, Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup. And we'll attack Havenstein at 9.7. Four. We could have That's eight crazy. more guys. Eight more guys in some of these positions, right? With that money that's coming in. Yeah. Like that's a lot, right? And so, um, you know, and then after that, Joe Nopo, 6.5, Tyler Higby, 6.5. And then after that, nobody makes more than $3 million. Right now, and Jordan, I mean, Steve Avila is the 10th highest cap hit on the team. Because he's a second round pick. It's, it's it's Tom when you're breaking it down like that, and, and Steve being <laughs> top ten, just what a crazy yeah, money no, cash that we're cap situation we're in. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, all of these guys we've talked about, almost all of them. I mean, I named the guys that make any money on this team, and I mean, two of them, Odoboom and Allen, can't even get on the field, and so you know, it's crazy. So, um, yeah, and uh, so anyway. You know, next year's a, a new year. So let's go over our shopping list. We put together a nice shopping list for next year. Uh, backup quarterback. Let's spend more than the veteran minimum. Maybe we can splurge and get a $3 million backup quarterback. Please, uh, Coach Bay, less need, please. Someone yeah. who can throw farther than Pat Hayden, please. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and we found out we're... We're okay at running back. Not, not that any of these, obviously all position groups can always be upgraded, but we would be okay with our, with uh, Williams, um, Freeman, Rivers, uh, you know, and, and we don't know about Evans, right? So that running back room, we're okay with. Wide receiver room, we're okay with. Cup, Nakua, Atwell, Skoranek, got Robinson, and he's going to be a free agent. I don't know if he'll be back. And by the way, Freeman's a free agent too. I don't know if he'll be back, but but nevertheless, we're okay with these wide receiver room, right? Well, obviously, we mm-hmm. agreed we would love to a more a dynamic OBJ type. Um, you know, who knows that that's that was a perfect scenario with kind of a prove it year coming off the injury with him, and he did. So, you know, somebody like that would be great. But we're okay with the wide receiver room if we don't do it. The tight end room, we're kind of stuck with Higby if he can stay healthy. You know, he's a middle tier t- tight end in the league. He knows the round scheme. Um, he's a good blocker. He's pretty sure-handed. Stafford seems to know where when, where he can find him when he needs him, and if he can stay healthy, he's fine. We don't. Hopkins will be gone. We don't know about uh, about Long and Allen, right? We just haven't seen enough of them. But yeah. two guys that were you know are promising. They probably bring in another guy or two. Um, now we get into the real shopping list, right? The offensive line. We agreed we need a left tackle. We're okay at right guard or or center with a Villa. And we need uh, we need to deal with this, the the center or Shelton and Dodson are both free agents, and I just you know I don't know if they're going to come back right. We got Havenstein in there who's going to be back, and so we probably need a solid stud left tackle. That's the first thing on our shopping list 100%. that we're going to have to that we're going to have to pay for right. The, we already agreed we're not going to have to pay a lot for backup quarterback. So left tackle, and then we're going to have to deal with the center slash left guard situation. And we're going to have to deal with the right guard situation. And maybe Dotson can be b- brought back. Maybe, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe no boom tries, you know, comes, works out there for a full year and, and he's okay. Jackson can move there. We'll see. But I really feel like we need two solid starting 
uh, offensive lineman, certainly a left tackle, and then one more, maybe a maybe a left guard, and Abilah moves over to center. Who knows? We'll see. But that that's the that offensive line has to get shored up if we're going to have any chance of making a run next year. Uh, moving on to defensive line, we agreed. We are okay going with Donald and Turner. Turner can put on some bulk in the offseason, continue to develop. Obviously, having Donald to teach him is not a bad thing. Um, we like Williams as a backup. We'll move on from Bobby Brown. Ernest Brown hasn't shown anything we need to replace. We need that big stud uh, run stuffer in the middle, right? We need, uh, you know, we need that guy. We need some bulk in there some size, especially on running downs. And um, so that's another, that's a, our essentially our, our, another shopping list item. Now those guys that can only play the run and you don't rely on get to the quarterback, they don't get paid that much. Um, I think Aishan only made five or $6 million. I think he went to the Giants, right? And only made five or $6 million. So, uh, you know, it's not an expensive position if you're not, if you're not counting on them to be, uh, a kind of a full-time um, dual threat, if you will, defensive lineman um, on the run and the pass. So I think we can sign somebody there for, for a good price. Um, and then moving on to linebackers, we're good with Byron Young. We're good with Ernest Jones. We're good with Roseboom. But the second high-priced uh, shopping list item after left tackle is that edge position. And that by, might be the most important one. I mean, left tackle and edge are, are top top two for sure um, so far. And so you know, we, we agreed on that. Uh, and then going into the secondary, uh, we're, we need that opposite side corner, right? We need that stud cornerback opposite of Witherspoon. And um, that's going to be also a high-priced position. And then, you know, we got to fill the safety role, and that's probably through the draft or some low-price free agent. So – um, there's basically three high-priced items on the list, and they are left tackle, they are edge, and they are cornerback. Shocker! The, the the three the three pillars that decide football games the most on quarterback. Right. <laughs> so, what are your thoughts on that? What are, your, what are your thoughts on that summary, Paul? I think it's very doable. I, I got three names for you, right? In this order, Slater, Orlando, Pace, and Whitworth, right? That's exactly – now fill in the blank. It's exactly how you got to think. That's the way I'm thinking if I'm thinking – if I'm the Rams, right? That's the way I'm thinking. So, you know, the left tackle, you know, it just, just can't be overstated. You know, you it's hard to play around that position. But I, if you look at the laundry list, right, that we have to – that shopping list that we have to uh, fill – it's definitely doable. It's definitely doable. There, you know, the whole idea of uh, Ram Nation is to build the core nucleus. And when we start talking about these eight or ten players that can definitely play football, that it's not a huge cap hit, but more importantly, right, Tom, they're going to be around for more than two years, and that's the key, that continuity. So when you bring in a system and you have continuity, the system works. When you have a system, and but you have a revolving door. Right. That system can't work because there's no continuity. There's no familiarity. So I think that's what the Rams have to get back to build themselves a solid nucleus. Now bring in those those guys that are going to be like those stars that can develop those impact plays game after game after game. 
deliver those closeout blows that you need game after game after game. Spend the money wisely. Don't throw it. If the position is weak, don't spend the money there. Build that position through the draft. If the position is strong, go get the best player and bring them in. A, a player that fits your team, that fits the team chemistry, that fits your philosophy, right? We don't want to start getting into this guy's a distraction, this guy's not a distraction, right? That type of scenario, that which is just absolutely absurd, right? We, that's what we need. Ian, and I, I think it's definitely doable. Ian, what is your take on of, of the of the big money positions, right? One in each level. We got left tackle, we have edge, and we have cornerback, right? All premium positions in the NFL, right? I mean, after quarterback, oh, yeah. after quarterback, I'm not sure that there is another any wide receiver. I don't know, but um, but those are three of the biggest premium positions in the NFL, right? For good yes, reason. They are. Which of those, which of those positions, if any, do you think we could fill through the draft? Um, which of them do you think we should use? We should fill through free agency, and which of them do you think we should fill through making a big trade? for a solid proven player, which as we know, the Rams much prefer over going out and signing a free agent. So how would you yeah. fill those positions? Uh, what, what currency would you use to fill those three high profile positions? Yeah, this is uh, this is bringing memories back to, to my young middle school days. It was the smash, Barry kill, right? Uh, you remember that. <laughs> what would you, what would you rather do with all those positions? But, uh, I think it's just so difficult to draft Lyman, like we stated. So I think for me, I think if we could sign somebody, and I don't know off the top of my head right now, that would be ideal, right? We can find another Whitworth in that respect. But realistically, that's probably not going to happen. I think Edge, they'll go all in on spending money for because, look, we can't go another year of no help for Aaron Donald. Let's just be honest. There's Byron Burns or Brian Burns, excuse me, that's out there. Daniel Hunter is going to be a free agent. Leonard Williams, Marcus Davenport, Zadarius Smith, and Gawkway, Chase Young, Leonard Floyd again, Josh Allen, the Jacksonville edge rusher, Josh Allen, who's phenomenal. Uh, Ashawn Robinson. Obviously, that's more interior. But Dante Fowler, I mean, Marcus Golston, Solomon Thomas. I'm just going down the list of just a lot of people. Josh Uche, who's done a lot of good stuff for the Patriots. So there's a lot of people we could probably sign to fill that. So I think they're going to go all in on Burns and Young and other group. I, I firmly believe that. And to the corner group. I think we continue to draft regardless. O linemen continue to draft regardless, but it's just so it's just so tough, man. Like the draft, you know, is is a giant lottery. Sometimes you hit, sometimes you don't. So I think realistically, spend money on edge. Let's continue to draft corners and O linemen. But, but if there is some suitable names, suitable players. I wouldn't be mad if Gilmore signed, right? I wouldn't be mad if uh, a Rockison came in on a cheap deal. There's there's some players, but it's just it's it's unlikely that 
corner gets an O line gets signed through free agency. So give me Brian Burns, damn it. <laughs> gotcha. So, well, good, good session, guys. I liked it. I like uh, figuring out what we need to focus on. It's it's good to go through the roster like we did. Uh, last uh, topic. Just what do you guys expect for the rest of the year? And do you feel like uh, what would you do? Would you could just try and get some of these other guys on the field? Some of these guys like Terry Tomlinson, some of these guys that, that haven't been on the field at all. Some of these edges that that haven't got any run time and just let them take Hoyt's position and and see what they can do. I mean, what uh, would you would you put Stafford on the on ice um, and just keep him healthy for next year? Would you what would you do? What, what, what would be your game plan? If you're the Rams, knowing that, hey, we, we're going to free up the cap space, we're going to go get a, a left tackle, a, an edge, and a cornerback, uh, run it back with these other guys, uh, building with some other middle-tier guys here and there as we as needed, hopefully get a couple more good draft picks. But next year's the year. Donald may be gone after next year. Stafford might be gone after next year. They both might retire. I mean, what do you do for the rest of the season after the bye week, Paul? So, yeah, so this is a tough scenario for the Rams because they sort of painted themselves into a corner by having a bad season. So this is the second year in a row where you're sort of, you know, calling it a day, you know, after what, week nine? <laughs> so, you know, it, it's sort of tough, right? Like, what do you say to your star players? You know, what do you say to your team? Like, you can't tell them, like, go half speed. So this is the problem. So what do you do with Stafford? I, I I think you don't put Stafford out there unless he's 100, not just 100% healthy, when you want him to be, like, rejuvenated again. That's how, that's how healthy you want him to be. So, I mean, I would buy my time with him. There's no rush to get him back out there. Um, same thing with a lot of the other players. I want to see Tomlinson play, to tell you honestly. I want to see a lot of these other the, – the young pass rushers play. Uh, the young linebackers. I would love to see them play. I want to see what we have. You never know. You can't pick and choose where your stars come from, right? The stars can come from any round of the draft. The stars can come from, free, you know, free, street free agents that you sign. But the only way you're going to know that is to watch and play. You have to be realistic. Look, the, the season is done. Let's let's be – we're very fortunate that um, whatever happened to Stafford is not like something that could have been 10 times worse, right? But this is the second year in a row. You can't keep you can't keep taking chances with your star players. All it takes is one guy to fall in front of Aaron Donald and and Donald's knee buckles, and then what are you going to do? You lost Aaron Donald for some disaster of a season. I mean, it's, you're playing with fire, so you got to be sharp. You got to put the you got to put your star players on a rotation. You got to start counting snaps. You got to get the young guys in there. You got to try. You got to do better with game management. That's what's cost the Rams a season was game management. It's all on McVay. You can't make excuses anymore. Listen, great, great yeah. coach, won the bowl, Listen, love him to death. But listen, it's two years in a row, buddy. It's on you. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, if he, if he had run the ball with Stafford to protect him like he did with Rippon, right, and then, and then Stafford could go right. and make the pass plays when he needed to make the pass plays, that team could have been very successful. I mean, you imagine these guys lining up to pack, pack in the box to stop the run. Stafford would have had his way. It's just interesting. Um, yet he goes empty, 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 and Stafford's just getting just shellacked. It's just 
it's it's and they weren't out of many of those games. I mean, the Dallas game. They were in every you know, game. They were they in were every in. game except for the Dallas game, and 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 they were yet still going empty as, as if they were you know trying to you know it was win at all costs kind of football. It was just it was just sad to see because it's just sad for us to see. I mean, without Stafford, it's so hard to evaluate the talent on offense. It's just so hard and it puts the defense under so much pressure. These young guys need to play a little bit, need to be able to play a little bit more free and not have such a magnifying glass on such a tight every every little issue is is and, and that's a, and that's a major that's a major issue. I'll tell you why. If you don't play Stafford, then why are you playing? How are you going to even utilize Coop and Puka? Yeah. Yeah. So what do you do? I mean, that there's three players right there that that coexist. How did Cup get hurt last year? That's the same exact that's my point. That he got hurt. He got hurt when Wolfman was yes. Under know, throwing throwing trash. Yeah, yeah. And that's how he got hurt. So yeah, one thing does beget another. So anyway, yeah, it's an interesting scenario. I mean, yeah, what do you think the Rams should do for the rest of this year? Um, if assuming they can, you know, they they do have the money, uh, they have the draft picks, they have the 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 free the the cap space uh, money. Uh, they got all resources at their disposal. They openly said that we want to make, you know, kind of take our lumps this year and run it back in 2024. Given that and what we've seen so far and really how successful we've, you know, found 10 new players we didn't know if could play and they, they all can play. Uh, and really only a sev- three really huge glaring holes and a couple other things we know we can fill in. But and we have all the money in the world to go fill it. What would you do for the rest of the year? Uh, yeah, I, we gotta. I agree with. I agree with everyone's sentiment. We gotta see some of these other guys play. We gotta see them hit the field, play in big games, play in important games, play at home, play at away. We just gotta see if they're NFL players. That includes a lot of the guys we've named earlier of who should be on the roster next year who deserves it right who and that includes all those guys that the Trey Tomlinson's of the world the the tight end group as a whole right and we, and we touched on majority of those groups so it's like hey let, let's see it there's only a 10 percent chance to make the playoffs and that's very unlikely I expect some more shellackins coming the Baltimore's of the world maybe the Niners later in the season Maybe a Cleveland defense embarrasses us. It's all those are all real possibilities of some shellackins coming up based on how we played. So why not see if this young group of guys you've drafted or these other players you don't know about uh see if they can play football, man? So I would like to see that. And I would like to see us just for the love of God, just be more diverse on offense. I would like to see the coaching, you know, the coaching uh group step up i've been on this pod many many weeks saying the same thing over and over i'm sure a majority of people are tired of it but it's just the play calling is so basic let's see if mike let's see if lafleur can call better plays let's see if you can change mcveigh somebody something needs to change it got a little bit better this week that's because your quarterback was hurt but that's something i like to see on offense specifically let's Diversify the playbook, please. Let's see some young guys play. That's what I would. That's what I would like to see. Yeah, just to just to one thing. I did get carried away there with the edges. Obviously, Hardy was 
gone, you know, at the beginning of the year. I think he's with the Bears now. So I apologize for continuing to include him and the guys that we want to see. Obviously, he's not on the team anymore. But to, just to summarize those guys real quickly, um, we're talking about uh, we're talking about Hunter Long, right? We're talking about um, we're talking about Davis Allen. We're talking about uh, Zach Evans. I would love to see Zach Evans play. Um, Dewan Johnson, right? At um, and we're talking about uh, uh, Nick Hampton, O'Shawn Mathis, uh, Trey Tomlinson. Um, I don't know if Taylor's going to come off the IR, but it'd be great to see him too if he if he can. But those are the guys we're talking about. All these all these rooks or or Hunter Long included in that group um, that we would love to see, and uh, you know that would be uh, it would be nice. So. That's the summary. So good stuff, guys. Great pod. Uh, went a little long. Um, and I think this will end up being two episodes. Uh, but uh, good stuff. And, uh, yeah, I like, I'm glad that we turned uh, uh, lemons into lemonade and made a, uh, <laughs> and made a, a positive, uh, which is next year, a positive, which is finding so many great players that we didn't know if they can play and they proved they can by letting them play. Hopefully we can let some more guys play and, and we weeded out the guys that we that can't play. So we're not going to put them out there next year and find out next year in key situations when games, you know, winning and losing is, is important. Um, you know, this this year it's it's more of the, you know, like I say, that that setup for next year, that that tryout year. So it's all good stuff. So again, thanks again, Paul Walia, Ian Martinez. Appreciate you. This has been Rams Up Podcast roundtable in week nine and i look forward to getting back at you uh with the crew next week double barrel ram horns baby and don't forget everybody keep supporting i know it's rough please go to the games coming up we it, it like i've said in the past your fandom your presence will help Ram squad win games you don't think it will players coaches the energy that you can create is a positive effect on the squad. So please be at the games. I'll be there. And I expect you all to be there as well. And remember, let's just run the damn football, please. <laughs> Kurt Warner, come on. Come walk down from the booth, play a couple of games. Let's go, baby. Oh, jeez. That's going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget about our YouTube channel. Our handle is at laramsup.com. Till next time, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there.